0: Goodman, you are now let podcast this is Joe Looney. Tuned into the crypto creative pop podcast that was out on the Blockchain
1: on this is Jeff Holgrave from Codex Protocol. You're you listening
0: to uh uh on the on the blockchain. Shout out to Bitsonline.com. You can get some great resources at Check, check,
1: check,
2: check, 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 check. alright, welcome back, episode 21 of Art on the Blockchain, I am
1: DJ Chase this is Cynthia Gaten,
2: and we are live in, in the flesh, talking about crypto art, crypto music, token economics,
1: <laughs> we do what we can, <laughs>
2: token Petronomics.
1: Man, what the fuck you talking about, man? <laughs> we were—they were talking about different token types. What to call the tokens instead of utility tokens? Yeah. What do you? What do you? Was where do you come down on that?
2: I like Wats W-A-T-S.
1: And what does that represent?
2: What the fuck?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> with the lady, with the uh, what lady.
1: There you go. Yeah. I, there you have it. Everybody needs to vote. Maybe we should have a, a poll. They had another one called <laughs> Fat. I saw that.
2: I forget what it stood for. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the word NFT is kind of weird. Nobody knows what non- nobody knows what it is, is except yeah. for like the developers and hardcore cryptos.
1: Right, and it it means a very very specific thing in the finance community. So I don't know. I don't like using things that are just going to draw attention. That would be my position. <laughs>
2: Did did you read uh, uh, Bea from Dada's take on the uh, event in London?
1: I she is a, one of the most honest people. Yeah. Um, she was disappointed and not a lot of questions, and she was saying nobody has anything to say. Nobody had
2: any questions at the end of it. That's amazing. Uh,
1: and you don't then you're wondering, well, why are you here? I mean, this is not like for credit. That you have to come and and you.
2: Who? Why is who here?
1: Why are the people? Why are the people there at all? To right, listen. Right. Why aren't they asking questions? Because hopefully that's they're there to learn.
2: Yeah, maybe they learned everything. Maybe it was the panelists were that great. They they actually taught everything. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: You have all the answers now. <laughs> yeah, I know it was a very very well written and and in fact that's I was yeah. telling you about my presentation. I actually switched up my presentation because i want to surprise people with maybe something that they were not are not expecting because i you know it's 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 tough to do presentations but the interaction with your audience or when you're yeah. having a panel discussion is, is pretty important yeah well it is episode 21 i was going to bring liquor but we oh, yeah. both have to drive yeah i don't even <laughs> drink liquor <laughs> <laughs> I'll sip a beer or two,
2: I'm not a liquor guy
1: Okay, well then it's just as well I wouldn't have wasted my money
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nah, no liquor But happy 21st birthday to uh, AOTB Alright, well, cool, let's uh get into the top five AOTB, top five Top
1: five all right, so this time I'm trying to get into more fun things, not very serious uh, events that are going on. So on August fourth, 2018, there's a blockchain and grill with DJ Bridgedope and hosted by Debray Codes, with four featured com- comedians and two performers at Level 13 Ultra Lounge in Oakland, California. So I have a link to that. Nice. <laughs> Next, uh, July 28th and 29th, 2018, Blockchain Beach and yeah, Los Angeles. Heath, uh, sorry, what do they call it? Los Angeles Hackathon. Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speakers include folks from Block Damon, Hello Sue Goy, and Split. That's pretty cool. I have a uh, link to that. Um, reminder, July 26th through 29th Great area festival is starting tomorrow in San Francisco. I'm going to be there doing a workshop. It, on the website, it says a conference, performances, workshops, and exhibitions, su- surveying culture through the lens of art technology. So there'll be, Rob Myers will be there, Ruth Catlow, Primavera de Filippi, Simon Denny, Second Woman, Machine Drum, Ingrid Lafleur, Sam Hart, and a lot of other folks. Uh, Next, number four, August 16th to the 23rd, Forward Festival in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the first kind of Midwest uh, event that I've seen in a long time. The website says, Wisconsin's largest technology and entrepreneurship festival. They're having a live Undiscovered Music launch party. Um, five What's
2: by. A Is that a brand?
1: Lum L U M. They have an umlaut over the the U, so it must be a thing. Mm-hmm. That always means it's a thing. There's two dots over a U. I love things. <laughs> five by five by five pitch event. Be your own hero. Startup stories from the world of roller derby. That's worth it all by itself. Damn. So <laughs> head out to Madison, Wisconsin. It's it's actually looks like a pretty amazing. Event and they have a lot of activities for what, whatever when is it is. This is August sixteenth to twenty third. Oh. Number five, August tenth. Uh, this is the only kind of serious announcement I have. Uh, this is a block bit song is a blockchain music streaming platform issuing its an ICO. Uh, the founder and CEO Angelo Recca and founder DJ producer Rosario Dickley. What's his Ether- last name? T-I-C-L-I, Tickly. i the fuck what,
2: This is a family show,
1: right? <laughs> it's an Ethereum blockchain and IPFS distributed file system.
2: Bam, there's that word.
1: I know. Um, artists can, quote, produce songs in which an advertiser can attach advertisements and users can access from any device. One thing that made me kinda of wonder about their authenticity was on their t- Twitter page they had a photo of Jimi Hendrix.
2: Damn, so, Jimi Hendrix launched a blockchain. That's
1: that's, that's awesome. incredible. <laughs> Raised from the dead, to be honest. Amazing. <laughs> so anyway, that's um that's the top five.
2: Dope. Um I I wanted to add, uh I saw something in uh Tampa yeah the other day. Uh this thing is a flyer, and it's a movie called No Postage Necessary. First film released on the blockchain. Um, they're doing token drops in theaters July 6th, and a blockchain release July 10th. Um, I'm not being paid to say that, I'm just talking about it. Uh, I thought that was interesting.
1: Wow. I don't know what's
2: going on with that.
1: Did you look up the movie?
2: No, I followed their Twitter, but I haven't done any research on it really. But uh, there, so that's the uh, we might be seeing the first film on the blockchain, whatever. <laughs> it's a bit misleading on the blockchain, but uh, very interesting advertising marketing there. Wow. Um,
1: I guess it's important now. It seems to be more and more people are saying the first instead of just yeah. That's just saying they're on it.
2: It's rarer. It's <laughs> when you're the first, you're more rare. <laughs> i don't know if you all know about seo marketing right um search engine optimization there's a guy that made a uh, click funnels rap back in the day click funnels is part of the seo uh glossary
1: Analysis, yeah
2: yeah, and um he, he, i don't know how popular the video was but that same guy um chris record hoddle gang bitcoin rap gucci gang Remix now He's made a Bitcoin song So him being the uh, SEO guy that he is I'm sure he'll be making his rounds Into your uh, In your ear soon (laughs) Uh, Yeah Um, Wow Yeah so we uh, We didn't talk about it at the beginning But um, we have an exciting show I think so We have Justin Blah Blah (laughs) Blah Justin Blah So today, um, world-renowned DJ, businessman, and um, now he's doing, again we're using the word, first ever blockchain music festival. Um, Correct us if we're wrong. I'm not sure if that's correct or not, but um, so he's uh, doing that. We're going to talk about that.
1: My eyes in your direction. I need your information. I'm not leaving here without you. Oh, baby. I've been thinking about you. And maybe you've been thinking about me.
2: Oh, baby. Alright, so we have uh Justin Blau calling in. DJ Justin Blau. Uh, Where are you calling in from, Justin?
0: Calling in from Vegas.
2: Awesome. That's where your uh, residency is, right? Yes, exactly. What um, what spot is that at?
0: Uh, my current residency is at Rehab in Hard Rock.
2: And what nights can people see, uh, see you down there?
0: Um, It's usually twice a month, and it ends at the end of the pool season. So there are actually only two more dates, um, August 4th and August 11th, and then I'll be done for the year.
2: Dope, dope. So, um, yeah, uh, for any of our listeners, uh, you know, we, this is art on the blockchain, music on the blockchain, the whole uh, crypto art, crypto music thing. Uh, Justin Blau is probably, you know, if not the biggest, one of the biggest names in the uh, blockchain game now that I've seen um, in terms of music.
0: So, uh, uh-huh.
1: How does well, that, how does that yeah. feel? Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I really, honestly, I, I really just care about changing the whole space more so than myself. Um, in terms of uh, being a big player or anything. But um, it feels great. It feels great to have a lot of partners um, on the project who really believe in what we're doing and really powerful people who are helping me uh, guide my vision for shaping the live music space um, in, in a tangible, realistic way for the short term.
1: I've heard there's a lot of love on your Telegram for you being involved with blockchain. I, and they're like, really? I mean, so it, it seems to be inspiring. People too, what you're doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um, Telegram is a great resource. It's definitely not the end all um, for fan <laughs> engagement, but our, but our Instagram and our, and our other channels are littered with people who really want to get involved, and um, we're 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 going to launch some really great community community pools and 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 really great programs for fans in the next couple months to get them involved in a deeper way.
2: So tell us a little bit um, about our right, OMF which is um, our, our music festival, I believe. And um, what the token, OMF token, uh, I guess how you get it, when you get it, and what it, it does.
0: Sure. Um, so in year one, so the, our first festival is October 20th, mm-hmm. and it's going to be headlined by Zed, a couple of other artists that we're going to be announcing next year. Uh, but in year one, the only functionality that's going to be enabled is, is actually just payments for tickets in crypto. Mm-hmm. So in year one, you'll be able to pay for tickets in any cryptocurrency that's popular. Let's call them the Coinbase based currencies. Okay. And you'll also actually receive a, if you don't have one yet, your first Ethereum paper wallet um, with your ticket. And basically the biggest component of year one is crypto education and kind of bringing people into our system. Mm-hmm. And then in year two, all the token functionality will start to roll out on a, on a feature-by-feature basis. And we're not sure exactly when we can roll out every feature because we have to make sure we're compliant with FCC regulation, but essentially, over time, we're going to roll out these features to, you know, compliantly and slowly to show that there's real redemption value for the OMF token that we're creating, and to show just how valuable using blockchain technology in a lot of these exceptions
1: So give a little background about how you got involved with this, and... What were some of the the, for lack of a better word, triggers for you to in, engage in this technology?
0: Yeah, um, I think really I, I was an early investor in Bitcoin and, and didn't didn't really know much about it. It was really just a spur of the moment decision, and after I you know saw the rise in the beginning of the last year. I was just inspired to learn more. So I dove in really deeply very quickly and tried to learn everything I possibly could about the technology and where it was going. And that's when I found all the different applications that the technology could have toward live music. And that's that's really what got me started in this journey for OMF.
2: So um, I, I think I read an interview or something somewhere where, or maybe the Medium post where you basically mentioned that early investors which are I shouldn't call them investors early buyers of the tickets um, are going to be rewarded more in this type of thing right because you're providing liquidity
0: um, yes yeah. D- down the road mm-hmm. that's the goal that, that's not going to happen in year one a lot of the articles that are out there are I've always said that in every interview but no one wants to say oh this isn't ready yet but it, it's a lot of it is not going to be fully implemented in year one right. um, a lot of that stuff is year two year three but yes ideally we reward you know we'll be able to reward fans for providing liquidity by buying tickets early for telling their friends and for providing feedback
2: so they're getting they're like the, the, the goal is to uh the pe- pe- people that are uh, creating a network effect will be rewarded you know the early adopters and stuff like that almost
0: exactly yeah. exactly and then those tokens are redeemable for things within our network
2: yeah that's dope i think that's a, that's a good feature it's a Easy way. To, it's a it's a good way to market. It. It's a new way to market it. Uh,
0: it's easily understandable, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, when will the people get the OMF tickets? Like, it's, you're not they're not on sale or anything
0: before the event. They're- they will be very soon. We're we're announcing a whole new round of announcements in the next two weeks. Oh, okay. Cool.
1: okay. Anything you can reveal today?
0: Uh, un- unfortunately, well, the only thing I can reveal is that we're actually switching venues. Oh. Originally, it was going to be at Civic Center Plaza. We're moving it um, to a venue called the Greek Theater. It's a little bit oh, it's cool. Like a thousand people smaller. Still a really big venue. Um, and the reason why is because uh, our curfew is a little bit later. So we can push the actual event a little bit later into the
1: night. It's a famous venue, though. That's pretty cool. Everybody it's, knows it's where in that
0: San is. It's just like a couple miles away.
1: Yeah.
2: So, Very nice. So. And, um, this OMF token is, uh, is on the Ethereum network?
0: It will be built on Ethereum, but I think in the long term we're open to swapping with any network that might support the technology that we need to build. And that might take some time to determine, but that's definitely our long-term view, right? right. I think a lot of the technology is still developing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see where the scaling is going to be, you know, what networks can scale quickly and, and efficiently. And, and OMF needs to be a part of those networks, and so while we're building on Ethereum initially, I think that we're open to other possibilities for token swaps in the future.
2: Who's the uh, development team for OMF? Off
0: off the record, um, well... That will also be revealed in the next couple of weeks. Okay.
1: So if you had to... Um... Because we talk to artists all the time, and this is kind of our, our mission is kind of to, to educate artists about getting involved. What are the what are some of the things that you would advise folks who are thinking about entering into this space, but a little hesitant? What are some kinds of things that you think that will be happening in the future, perhaps that will really get them excited about? Because now you know it's not ICO driven anymore we've got people who you know actually have to come up with some practical uses
0: I I, I would say read that's my biggest piece of advice Uh, uh, read medium read the news stay educated there's a lot of bullshit out there Mm. and it's really hard to sift through it so find some people who you trust on twitter and on medium not the coin shellers but the people who have a lot of (laughs) more technical things to say and, and theoretical things to say about the space as a whole. Find those people and, and learn from them, and that's kind of what I've done personally.
2: Yeah, you said you got into Bitcoin originally, and then how did you get into Ethereum?
0: Um, I think I just got into a lot of different uh, digital assets okay. and, and currencies uh, after I discovered the space.
2: Have you, have you guys thought about uh, building on Lightning Network or any of that stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, look... I've thought about building on Stellar. I've thought about building on Lightning Network. I've thought about building on a lot of different protocols. Mm. And the reality is, we're going to test a lot of a lot of different protocols um, before we're completely uh, before every feature is rolled out. You're a smart fellow. You know we we are a DAP, right? And um, the components of this of of said DAP will develop over time. They'll start more centralized and gradually decentralized as, as the technology develops. But it's a very new space. There aren't that many functional products. And we just want to be careful not to disrupt the fan experience with the right. technology. The technology should be helping the fan experience, right? Yeah. So that's where we are.
2: What's the uh, long-term... What do you see long-term with uh, the music and the blockchain? I mean, do you see the industry adopting it? Or do you see it uh, just being like a Napster and it be a, a lot of stuff going on, like where they fight and... What, what? I think
0: I do think the industry will adopt it. I think it's going to take some time, and I think it's going to happen in a centralized way and gradually, like I like I mentioned before, like the whole space will gradually decentralize over time. Um, but I don't think there's a one-stop answer. All
2: right, all right. How do you how do you see it decentralizing over time?
0: I just think that either existing centralized entities will offer artists and fans more control. Mm-hmm. Or a competitor will overtake them, but I'm not sure which is going to happen. I'm leaning more towards the former, which is kind of our model, right? My partner already runs a bunch of music festivals, so his existing entity is centralized and we're gradually decentralizing it with this technology. Um, but I think that, you know, it just depends. It depends on how consumers are going to behave ultimately, right? Because how consumers behave dictates the future of, of business. And we'll see, we'll see what wins and what doesn't. But I do think that that the theoretical concept of decentralization is going to influence the music business mm-hmm. in the future. The parties that actually instate that influence, um, I'm not sure who they are yet, but we'll find out soon. Do you think it's gonna we disrupt the OMF is one of them?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you think it's gonna disrupt copyright and like licensing and all that stuff too?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I mean I think like rights management that existing on on a blockchain is really interesting. I don't know. I don't know how much value that creates or captures um, in the short term. I think in the long term it can do a lot. But rights management in and of itself is really is is, is a very complicated beast. And I don't think that um, a token necessarily could represent that well. Mm-hmm. I do think that the blockchain itself,
2: like a smart can represent contract, those
0: rights. I'm not sure what token why a token that kind of operated those kinds of things would have value Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really sure but again that's not really my area of expertise but I do I do think that rights management will be disrupted by blockchain technology in some way shape or form
1: are you selling any of your music uh, for cryptocurrency or is just Um, or are you just
0: well I have some I have some music listed on on Ujo okay um, and I'm actually advising a new Project that's really massive. Um, that I don't know if they've announced yet, so I don't want to say anything. But, um, we, we need those be... exclusives, Justin. <laughs> need those exclusives. Yeah, sorry, sorry I, <laughs> I, I got to be careful. It's
1: Understandable. Um,
0: I just don't know if this other project is announced yet. I think they were supposed to announce yesterday, but, mm. um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm o- always open, right? Like, I, I'm I'm happy to sell my music. In, in crypto, and, and it already exists on Ujo, right? Like, you can go buy most of my music on Ujo right now. But I think that, um, you know, having fully integratable... Like, like uh, as an artist, I want to make sure that anybody can access my music anywhere, right? I don't want to keep it exclusive in yeah. one way, shape, or form. Because the most important thing to me is not making money. It's that the fans hear the music, right? And so if I inhibit fans' access in any way, shape, or form, I'm kind of doing a disservice to the fans. So, I certainly wouldn't make music exclusive to crypto payments, but I'm definitely exploring ways that I can, I can you know, integrate.
2: That's one of the things we talked to uh, artists, I just had actually, a rapper came over today and talked to him a little bit about it, and explained to him, he he, he was uh, looking at ways to make uh, cryptocurrency or whatever, and I was explaining to him that you can use your music and sell it for, you know, crypto tokens. Some of them are worth nothing, and some of them are obviously speculative, but it's a way for artists to invest without spending their money. They can just, you know, use their music that's already existing on their, you know, whatever, distribution channels. As long as they own it themselves and a, a label doesn't own it, then, you know, you can release it to,
1: through Tune or Ujo or, you know, there's a few other ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the the fan experience, you're talking about that. So how, how without revealing too much, how is this going to increase or improve or, I don't know, expand the user or actually your fan experience? Or are you hoping- I think the
0: goal in the long run is yeah. to actually enable the fans to vote on the lineup. That's kind of our ultimate Oh, interesting. Goal. Okay. We're, we're working backwards from there, right? Like That's, that's a very complicated goal. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of roll out features as we go to get to that goal. And working backwards is a great way to think about it, right? Because I think it's easy to make a lot of promises in the space. Um, But executing on those promises is really difficult and requires a lot of capital. So we we work backwards. How do we get, how do we build something? How do we build a network that enables fans to have more control over their experiences at a music festival? That's the big question. Something that we know needs to happen. So let's start somewhere. And the place we're starting is simple incentive mechanisms and crypto payments for tickets. Eventually we'll secondary markets for tickets Mm -hmm. and you know, you utilize blockchain technology to do that and certain things in our ecosystem require blockchain tech other things don't, right? Some things can be built without the use of blockchain technology because we are still kind of a central point of access for a music festival, right? Um, So, it's not like a a, a digital world that um, is regulated only by digital gatekeepers right? So, in in our case, you know, what i like to say is there's this concept or this term called minimum viable centralization, MVC. And that basically just means that there's a certain element of centralization that's required to kind of kickstart any productive uh, blockchain project. And so we, again, I kind of go back to this point of like starting out and gradually decentralizing over time to give fans more control.
1: Well, certainly there's you have an interest in your brand and you have an interest in the outcome and you have an interest in those things in an entirely decentralized you know, projects certainly like this um, you want to have some element of being able to manage it and have quality control. Yeah
0: absolutely um, you, it's, it's a little faded but I could I could I could make out what you said.
1: Oh well my, my point was that you need you need some creative control right right now to maintain your persona your mark anything related to branding as is, is important. And you don't want to yeah. relinquish. Yeah, you don't want to put
2: out a shitty product, right. <laughs> like, Well, right. And, why? and we're not
0: going to. I hate. I hate overpromising. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Not. Not something in my in my wheelhouse. Um, do, 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 do you hear?
2: Do you hear? A blockchain will save the world a lot.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it'll save the world. I think it will make everything more efficient in the world. Okay. Right. I think. I think that efi- blockchain is predicated on efficiency and and and, and smart means of, of capturing value where it hasn't been captured before so i think i think blockchain technology will create a lot of value or capture a lot of value that exists that doesn't have an efficient means of of, of be, being captured with existing technology and we'll see how different industries integrate it um but we're just at stage one and i think it's going to be a big story for the rest of our lifetimes um that people like myself hopefully can tell do
2: you, what um do you own any other do you own any crypto collectibles
0: I don't own any crypto collectibles I am invested in a lot of different tokens but I usually don't like to talk about those because okay, I yeah, don't yeah. want to influence anybody to yeah, buy Yeah, we something. don't talk about investing
2: um, at all on the show well, I was just wondering if you yeah, owned like a crypto kitty or a rare pet or anything no that I actually haven't
0: I've never owned I haven't owned a crypto collectible okay. as of yet <laughs> alright
2: somebody one we, day we gotta get we gotta get you to put out your uh, Ethereum address and we'll have our listeners send you some of their tokens <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to add a little tip address why not but I'll donate it to charity that's most likely yeah um, does, does one
2: more question does OMF uh, is are they making money on uh, through these tokens or is this like a, a percentage you always take or something
0: well, I mean, so so just like any other event, um, we're probably gonna we're probably gonna lose a lot of money in the short, like when we start, right? Yeah. So we, we, we raised a bunch of money to throw these events, and we'll we'll be happy if we break even. Yeah. Down the road, um, we would love to generate value from these festivals and generate cash, and then use that cash to continue building the network. Um, yeah. But just like any other business, obviously we want to make money. Um, but the tokens are not necessarily an instrument for profit; they're more an instrument to. Um, help fans to engage with the experience, and the profit is derived just from demand for the festival experiences, right? Um, so the more people want to go to festival experiences, the more value we create, and the more we should profit. But in the long run, um, the token itself is not um, is not meant to be an instrument for profit, except of course an, an eventual security token, which I'm not going to get into the details of. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. um, Is. Uh... You had um, Gronkowski in one of your uh, videos last year. Is, is he uh, into crypto?
0: He's not, but I'm trying to get him into it. One yeah. day. That's I'll awesome. get him in one day. <laughs> He's a busy guy. You're yeah, already indeed.
1: planning You're planning your next one? Your next festival? Are you already well, our first in one's
0: that? October 20th, and we're definitely planning a bunch of international events in yep. Seoul, in Tokyo, in Barcelona. And that stuff will play out um, probably over the next couple of months.
1: So, yeah, so you were just there in in Seoul, right?
0: I was, I was. God, guys, I actually have to jump here in oh, okay. four minutes, so um, any but just four minutes. So I just wanted to make sure I touched no on everything problem. Before, yeah. well, before we finished up.
2: All right, so one more question. and I'll let you uh, sh- say whatever you got to say at the end. Um, in Seoul, did you see a lot of uh, more? Is it a lot more crypto going on? I always hear that South Korea has a lot of crypto going on over there. That's
0: a great question, and yes. The blockchain culture in Seoul is insane. It's everywhere. Yeah. You see signs everywhere. People are more engaged. It's definitely a whole new world out there, and it opened my eyes to what crypto in the mainstream could look like here in the U.S., and I really hope that integration happens at some point soon.
2: Dope, dope. So, all right, we appreciate you coming by. I know you got to run. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug before you get out of here, Justin?
0: I think I hit everything. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right, great. Well,
1: thank you for coming on.
2: OMF Festival, y'all.
0: OMF. Thanks, 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 thanks.
2: All right. That was uh, Justin Blau. Good interview with him about OMF and his token. He wasn't all starry-eyed about blockchain like I thought he might be. He wasn't sure like one way or the other.
1: Very very practical. He had a very practical practical approach, and he seemed to have a a particular vision, but he's taking his time. Mm -hmm. That's also something that's that's refreshing in that sense because... Taking his time, rolling it out slowly, seeing how, making adjustments as.
2: Well, that's important because, like, um, he doesn't want to ruin his brand by trying to launch a blockchain-based music festival. I don't think.
1: No, but he, I, I, think it'd be an interesting idea. He said he wanted to test, uh, fans voting on the lineup. Mm-hmm. That that'll be interesting. I
2: got a feeling the fans are gonna vote DJ Pepe, in. I should ask him about like
1: that. <laughs> how can you get on the lineup? <laughs> On the vote
2: list. DJ Pepe. Or DJ Pepe. If DJ you know. Pepe can get anything.
1: <laughs> he could at least show up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could be good. airdropped from a helicopter. <laughs> at the very least. Would it
2: hurt if you airdropped uh, from a, a helicopter? Meme? Some some like Some six-foot cardboard cutouts? Would they like, speed up and kill somebody Like as it goes? Is that a myth? Paper
1: cuts. <laughs>
2: I mean, would it just smash somebody or would that just be all right? I don't know. Let's try it out.
1: (laughs) Airdropping memes.
2: Yeah. (laughs) DJ Pepe invades the OMF concert. What a fucking headline.
1: (laughs) Are you going to put out the press releases? (laughs) 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 Maybe you can get a a helicopter. I need to get my pilot's license. (laughs) (laughs) it up at the Greek theater.
2: Yeah. That's cool. At least people, uh, I mean, you know, DJ Blau is a superstar DJ. Um, so it's cool that he came on a show and uh, talked about this. And it's cool to see people outside of the space and, uh, you know, on a bigger uh, platform embracing it. Like you said, I think early in the interview, the Telegram chat that they have is good uh, because, you know, there's a lot of non-blockchainers in there. I've noticed going in there, especially early when he first started, it was all these fans of his like what the fuck blockchain music
1: festival is crazy what, how do I sign up what do I do like
2: he's got people interested and so yeah you know you know he's he's doing it
1: and he's and he's active in that in that chat and so that's another kind of kudos to to him for for doing that because you know I think that was one of the first things he had mentioned when we were talking to him about this was I want people to know I'm not just the face on this I'm actually interested in participating and uh, that was that was also really nice to hear.
2: Yeah, I agree. So we're starting a, a series of debates. We're gonna have a YouTube channel, and uh, we're gonna have some debates coming on here soon. Um, stay tuned. The first one will probably be airing shortly after you hear this. Um, we're gonna have an IPFS debate. Pros and cons. It's battle going to be the battle royale of IPFS art on the blockchain. Battle <laughs> royale. Ric Flair. Woo!
1: <laughs> if there's anyone that you think would be an interesting to, to have this kind of debate, let us know about that because uh, it, it certainly brings out like some flaws in people's logic and. And the positions, and even though pretty, pretty much everyone stays to their respective corners, uh, they don't, the folks tend to not veer too far away from their historic position. Hopefully, we'll get some people with great debating skills that will be able to convince someone to switch sides.
2: Yeah, we we got a couple of topics, we've got a few topics ready for the, down the pipeline, so. Hit us up, let us know. Check out that uh Bitcoin and Ethereum tip tip jar at the bottom there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll be scared over there. <laughs> and um yeah. Have a crypto day.
1: Bye-bye.